0: Father, we thank you this morning that we cross 2023. We thank you for your gratefulness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love and protection during these years. We thank you, Lord. You are Lord of Lord. You are God of God. We worship you this morning. We exalt you this morning. We want your name be glorified this morning. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your love. Father, this morning, as we sit down, we listen to your your words. Father, may your peace and joy control our heart. And I pray that for this year, you revive our spirit. You revive our mind. Anything that hinders us to come to you, I break in the name of Jesus. We thank you so much, Lord And we want to love you and listen to your voice. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please be sit down. Happy New Year. Uh, and for those who join online, Happy New Year to all of you. So, I did not expect that you come, so many people. We thank you. (laughs) Yeah, this year, 2023, we are all more or less hoping that our circumstances are changed for the better. Who said no? I think everyone hoping for the better. And our prayer are answered by God. So when we hear the news around us, we all worry about what will happen this year. Yes. Now we look at two examples from the uh, about the new beginning in the Bible. I take one from uh, uh, Old Testament and the, the one and the other one from the New Testament. So Joshua. Chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, you don't need to open your Bible with this verse. And I just tell you, so when Moses died, the whole nation was terrified. And the Lord said to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. And now, get ready. Or another translation, it says, arise to cross the Jordan. To the land I am about to give to the Israelites. So God knew what they feed the moose when Moses died. And God reminded them because they need to walk by faith to the foreign line and they need to fight the giant, the enemy, without Moses. That is uh, uh, the fear, uh, the Israel fear. The most. and God reminded them, Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses was sent by me. I am alive. My promises still alive. And my promises won't never expire. So in September. In September last year one morning my sister got a phone call from Denpasar saying that his son has passed away. He is shocked very shocked because her son was not sick was healthy and 37 years old or 37 years young It's very young for someone to die. So maybe some of you last year, you heard the news, the bad news, that you didn't expect to hear it in your life, like my sister. And maybe that involved relationship, that involved marriage, work environment, business, or your study, Or anything else. But this morning, when God says to you, do not be afraid. Rise up, get ready, walk by faith. I will lead you, I will guide you, I will never leave you. Be strong and courageous. How do you feel if you listen that God speak to you this morning? Another example, after Jesus was crucified and buried, Jesus was died on the cross. When he was buried, his 11 disciples, minus Judas, went back to their old job as a fisherman. Jesus had discipled them for three and a half years as a fisher of men. And when Jesus had resurrected, Jesus appeared to them, and they were afraid they thought Jesus was a goose. And Jesus said to them, "Why are you troubled in your heart? Why you let your mind fill without doubt?" You can read at Luke chapter 24, verse 38. So from these two examples, we learn. That we as human are afraid if our circumstances change. From human perspective, we think our circumstances will get worse. Will get worse this year or uh, or any or yeah this year. But we need to see our circumstances from God's perspective. We expect our circumstances to change for better when the time changes. I hope next month I'm getting better. I hope next year I'm getting better. I hope this year is better than last year. And some people uh, expect their circumstances to change when the workplace changes. New bosses, new company, I hope my circumstances change. Or some people, they think if I must move to another city or to another uh, country, maybe my life will change. And for some Christians, they move church, expecting or hoping their life change, their relationship change, their program to resolve now we come back to the Bible when we read the Bible we learn that God is more interested to change our mind than our circumstances the Bible teaches us God is more interested to change our mind this is our control tower than our circumstances the word things mind, thought in the Bible is written around 300 times in the Bible. That's why it's very important. New year, new mind, new spirit for us. Proverbs 23, verse 7. I uh, use the King James, New King James Version. For as he think in his heart, so is he this is your control tower, what you think your life express what you think and how you think, and you your life is the result of what you think for all those year, and this is the result today. This is what the Bible says. Our relationship with God, our recent relationship with each other, our failure, our uh, uh, our sense sense of direction, that is the result of what we think and how we think. So, research says you may produce forty five thousand thought a day. Forty five thousand, not only one hundred or two hundred. 45,000 from early morning you you think oh I need to check my handphone I need to check my message I need to check my email I need to reply this and reply that and then in the uh, when you want to have breakfast what kind of breakfast do I need I need a cereal I need uh, 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 toast I need any uh, uh, or McDonald's so there is a lot of choice you have to think in your life and in your thoughts And research shows that 70% of everything we think is negative. 70% of we think here is negative and works against us. Early in my marriage, when my husband and I fought, my husband would say, you said this and this. I still remember. And I I would say to him, you do this and this. And that hurt me you doing things to me it hurt me so we fought but then we put a shock because we couldn't remember what we were accused of negative thought works against us and husband and wife often use negative thought as weapon to attack our spouse God give us mind emotion and will, three parts: mind, so that we can think emotion so that we can feel and will we can choose. That's why God says, God give us free will to choose. The, we can't, so we cannot choose our feeling to affect our thought. I, we cannot say, "I will feel happy. I will feel excited and, and then you think of anything so that you really feel excited. You cannot do that. But you can control your thought so that you can feel bad or good. This is the control tower of your life. Our thoughts stimulate an electrochemical reaction in our body which produces emotion. And all emotion produce attitude, and attitude result in behavior or action. I give you an example. When you said, "I am a nobody, love me. Nobody love me. Nobody care about me." Then what we feel? We feel lonely. We feel sad. We feel anxious. We feel unhappy. We feel. Uh, isolated then what is our attitude nobody loves me nobody care about me so you won't listen (coughs) you won't listen to people you don't care about people and you just care about yourself then is what is your action you sit there on the corner playing your handphone you don't want to talk to other people you don't want to socialize you won't go with your friend and maybe you won't have friend because you think nobody loves me nobody cares about me and that is a lie because Jesus loves you so, negative or toxic thought produce toxic emotion. Toxic emotion produce toxic attitude, and it leads to toxic behavior. A psychologist, Archibald Hart, says, your thinking determines whether you will be happy or sad all the time. It depends on your mind. So. If you have negative or toxic emotion, research say that will affect your health. Your cardiovascular uh, problem, you will have breathing problem, lung problem, screen problem, uh, chronic pain, gastrointestinal problem, everything. And lowering your immune system if you, not, you don't control your mind. So my question is, are you shaping your thought or your life are shaped by your thought? The Bible instructs us to be responsible for our minds, to control and to guard our minds. Romans chapter 12 verse, verse 2, do not copy the behavior of and custom of this world, but let transform into a new person by changing the new way. By changing the way you think Then you will learn to know God's will for you Which is good pleasing and perfect There is no change of life If there is no change The way you think We need to give God Control This one Our mind Let the Holy Spirit control your mind so how can we give god the control of our mind when my children were small they used to injure their finger or their hand and then they hold onto their hand and cry it hurt it hurts and i used to say to them if you don't give me your finger i can help you. So is with my mind. I give, I willingly give my mind to God and let God control my mind. Otherwise, God cannot control your mind because he gives you free will. So, Uh, Why is it important that we must control our mind? It is very important in your life. Why? We always struggle. Since the fall of man, we have struggled with our mind. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 from NLT. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw... That everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. Human thought was consistently and totally evil. So unseen thought, you cannot see the thought or what happened in your mind. But you can see the consequence of your thought. Proverbs, 12, verse 4, 23, I take it from uh, Good News translation. Be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thought. We must control our thought because our life is the result what we think in here. Your thought, uh, your thought can shape your life for good and bad. Many of your thoughts are not true. But if you believe them, whether it's right or wrong, it shapes your life. A skinny person thinks she is fat just because her parents say, you are fat. If people say to you, you are ugly, stupid, lazy, or unorganized or anything, if you believe it, it's going to shape your life. Number two, we must control our mind because my mind is the battleground for temptation and sin. Temptation is not outside there. Temptation is starting from here, from our mind. That is temptation. Romans chapter 7 verse 19. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, that this I keep on doing. Paul says, I know I have to do the good things, but the bad thing I don't want to do, I keep doing it. That is a war in our mind. Number three, why we must control our mind. God plans my mind to be alive and peaceful. This is the key for our peace and happiness. All start in our mind. Romans chapter 8 verse 6, it says, Letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death But letting your spirit control your mind Leads to life and peace We need to control our mind Now, how can we control our mind? The Bible says, Fill your mind with the word of God Make a new resolution this year I will feel mighty with the word of God. Colossians chapter three, verse one and two. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sight on on the reality of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at the God's right hand. Then continue. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of The art. That is command from God. Things about heavenly things. That is a command. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is also a command because God gives us free will. So he Give us freely to choose whether you will control your mind, or let your enemy control your mind, or let God control your mind. This is our choice. And uh, Psalm, uh, Psalm, uh, Psalm one hundred nineteen, verse forty-seven. Uh, David says, "I rise up early before the sun is up." I cried out for help and put my hope in your word. David said, in the morning, I pray that I hope, I, I pray and for, for help and I put my hope in your word. Early in the morning. Psalm 197, uh, it says, David said, how I love your word or your instruction I think about them all day long. So if you feed your body with junk food or bad food, your body will sick. But if you feed with healthy food, your body will be healthy. So it's with our mind. If you feed your mind with the truth, this will be healthy. David was running for his life for many years. Because Saul tried to kill him. We learn from the first Samuel. Psalm 100, 119 verse 95. David say, Though the wicked hide along the way to kill me. I will quietly keep my mind on your law. I will quietly keep my mind on your words. So if we. If we are. Running for our life. Can we remember God's word? We might go to police station or to someone who can help us. We won't remember the word of God. But David, he said, I quietly remember the word of God in my mind. You can remember what happened in the past. And you may feel unhappy, sad, or anxious unless you fill your thought with the truth, with the Word of God. Number two, how can we control our mind, fill our mind, fit our, our mind with the truth? Number two, we need to know the challenge to controlling our thoughts. There is a challenge. And don't accept any thought as true, not because you think it, and this is true. No. We cannot believe everything we think. We must learn to evaluate our thought, asking ourselves, where is this thought come from? It is true. It's co- is it contradict to God's word? We must check every thought that passed in our mind. And we recently watched the World Cup, uh, soccer World Cup. And I believe that every nation, every soccer club from every nation, they must learn to know their enemy. And they develop a strategy how to fight the enemy so that they will be won as uh, uh, a Argent- Argentinian uh, team. So it's with our mind. When you say, I have, I want to control my mind, you must understand who your enemies are and how to fight them. First, our enemy in our mind. Is our old nature, our old sinful nature. Romans chapter 7, verse 22 and 23, it says, I love God's law. Paul says, I love God's law with all my heart. But there is another power within me that is at war in my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Paul says, I know. I must love my God with all my heart. But there is another power in my mind who is at war. And the power make me enslaved by sin. Many Christians, they go to church. They have been prayed for. They are prophesied. They experience... uh, they experience miracle in their life, but they're still not happy with their life. Because they let the enemy in this battle win. Our new nature, after we are safe, and our old human nature are mixed together in our mind and it is in the man that we have choice whether we express our new nature in holiness or we express our old nature an old nature in unholiness that is our choice we have the power to control our mind who will win that is up to us not up to the enemy Unholiness like lying, manipulating, cheating, or pride. That is unholiness. Some Christians say, I know that is not good, but I cannot stop to think about this. And when you think, that will produce attitude, and you will act as what you think. We have the best intention for our new nature, but your old nature keep you from doing God's will or to obey God's word. Romans chapter chapter 8, verse 5 to 7. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the spirit. Letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law and it never will. That is our old sinful nature. Always, always against God's word. That is our sinful nature. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22, 23. Throw off your old sinful nature. Get rid of your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by the last deception and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thought and attitude. We can throw off our, we can get rid or remove our old nature our thought with the power of the Holy Spirit when we are renewed when we are saved the Holy Spirit lives in us and God promised His, the Holy Spirit will help you and guide you so that we have the power of Holy Spirit in us to have a holy, uh, holy action or holy behavior number two our enemy is our old nature. Number two, our enemy is Satan. And that is very obvious. Satan cannot control your mind. Once again, I repeat Satan cannot control your mind. But he can give you suggestions and ideas, and you are uh, hard to resist. This This is Satan's work in our mind 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 it says Satan who is God of this world Satan is the God of this world Has blinded the mind of those who don't believe Satan blinded the mind of unbelievers And then 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3 it says but I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted. Just as if was defeated by the cunning way of the serpent. Satan deceived Christian. He dis- blinded the mind of unbeliever, But he deceived the Christian. The Bible says, Satan is the father of lies. And Jesus said, I am the truth. And the truth will set you free. When you believe lies in your mind, that is like self-imprisonment. And this keeps you from believing the truth or the word of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 to 11. Again, Paul say, I forgive what I need to be forgiven so that Satan will not outsmart us for we are familiar with his evil scheme. We need to forgive what is need to be forgiven. Otherwise, we will trap into Satan's Satan wants us to live in bitterness, in bondage, and in reason. So we need to forgive. Otherwise, we fall into Satan's trap. Enemy number two first, old nature, our old nature. Number two, our uh, Satan. Number three, the world value system. The word value system is promoted by commercial, by TV, by song, celebrities. And the Bible teaches us we need to live in, we need to live godly in an ungodly world. That is difficult. First John, chapter two, verse 16, it says, for the word offer only craving for physical pleasure a craving for anything we see and pride in our achievement and possession. These are not from the Father, but are from this word, physical pleasure, craving. Why did say, why, Paul, uh, why John say craving? Because you never satisfied. You want one million in your pocket, but after you reach one million, you won't be satisfied. I want more and more. That's why the Bible is said, craving, never satisfied. Sex, money, and power will never satisfy your life. You have an old wife, you're looking for a new and young wife, you will be never satisfied. You will find another and another woman in your life. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. I take from the Good News translation. It is true that we live in the world, but we do not fight from worldly motive. Paul says, the weapon we use in our fight are not the world's weapon, but God's powerful weapon. We need to live in godly in this Ungodly word. But our weapon weapon is not from this word. Our powerful weapon is from God. Which we use to destroy stronghold. We pull down every proud obstacle that is raised against the knowledge of God. We take every thought captive and make it to obey God. The Bible teaches us we have the power. Holy Spirit in us, we can take captive of our thoughts. Now, godly weapon to we use to destroy stronghold. What is stronghold? Stronghold that anything in this world, anything against God's word, that is stronghold. Anything that keep us from doing God's will, that is stronghold. Any lie we believe in our life, that is stronghold. We need to destroy stronghold in our life. And, and then, uh, what is the lie of this word? I write down many exp- examples. Whatever satisfy me is what's important. Whatever satisfies me is what's important. If I have money, I will be happy. Money provides financial security for my family. Financial security will protect me from hardship. That all is lie. Or there is nothing wrong with me because everyone is doing the same things. All the same. No problem. Anything in this world teaches us to focus on ourselves. My wealth, my money, my power, my business, me, me, and me. The captives mean control your thought and make it obedient and submissive to God's word. You have the choice here, you will bring it. You, you, Your will Is to bring your mind To obey God's will Number three Focus your mind On the right thing God want us To focus our mind Do you realize When you Reading the Bible Your devotional uh, You do your devotional in the morning And then when you pray Satan put a seat in your mind Hey, everyone has boyfriend and girlfriend, and what about you? Are you a failure? Everyone in your surrounding have investment. How many investment do you have? You are a failure. Satan put a lie in your thought. That's why God say, focus your mind. On my word, we have freedom to choose. We thought we should focus on because God give us will. Distraction is all around us, and wrong thought lead to wrong way of life. If your sinful nature or lies control your mind, you can stop it. Stop. You can say stop it, and you give control to think about God's word. The Bible say, throw away or kick off all negative thought, and direct your thought to the word of God and think about eternity. That's why you have to fill your mind with God's word. Otherwise, you cannot differentiate which is true, which is lie, unless you fill your mind with the word of God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Fix your thought on what is true, what is honorable, what is admirable, what is right, what is lovely, and what is pure. Think of things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Psalm 119, 119, verse 112. Underline this one. Psalm 119, 112 is easy to remember. I take from Contemporary English version David said I have made up my mind To obey God's law No matter what I have made up my mind To obey God's law No matter what So we have freedom to choose But every choice has consequences Our thought produces action. Our action creates habits, and habits shape our character. Our character uh, determines our destiny. This year, make a resolution. Fill your thought with the word of God. Think of Jesus. Number two, think of others. Hebrew chapter 10 verse 24 Let us think of way to motivate One another To act of life and good works Think of other people Number three Fill your thought with eternity I give my title this morning 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 Things that no eyes have seen No ears had heard And no mind has imagined. God has prepared for those who love him. Control your thought. Fill your thought with the truth. Then you will be surprised by God. Because God has prepared something for you. For those who love him. Let this be our New Year resolution. God bless you.